this episode, we live stream our podcast recording. Scott thinks Will's trying to tell him that Kirby Smart is not coming to Athens. And the three of us pick Alabama to beat Clemson. Shocker. I know. This is the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast, episode 37. Oh, and heads up, we have some audio issues today. Hashtag blame the equipment. Here's the show. Tomar, say hey to say hey to Tomar. That was really impressive. Hey Tomar. Hey, Tomar. He um, is in charge of me, pretty much. Hey Tomar, how are you doing, man? He says, "How are you?" Oh wow, he can hear us. Yeah. That's really so, impressive. hey Tomar, thanks for joining our stream for a little bit. This is um, Will Leach. Uh, he's the founder of Deadspin. Not sure if you've heard of Deadspin.com, but he now joins me on a podcast along with Tony Waller. It was A.K. Tyler Dogden on Twitter. And so we run a Georgia, University of Georgia football podcast. And we've been talking all throughout the college football season. And this is kind of a, a wrap-up show as we get into uh, basketball season. So we are doing quite well. Thanks for asking. So we're just going to kind of let this thing run as right. we get into our uh, podcast. All right, let's do it. It was awfully nice of you to give um, Scott a whatever it is y'all give yeah. for verifying. Not yeah. A blue, not a blue check because that's so... 2014, mm-hmm. but um, he appreciates it. He was very proud of it. Thank you, Tomar. Um, so, y'all ready to get started? And this is the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. I forget the episode number. I think it's like 37. It's up there. We've yeah, actually, we've got some, we got some, uh, some air under us now. Yeah, we're a third of the way to syndication. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. we. Uh, that's when that. That's when that. That money. That TBS money just comes rolling right in. Yeah. So. Y'all can find this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. It is Waiting with an apostrophe. We dropped the G down here in the South. Waiting since last Saturday. So that is our Georgia football sports podcast. You're getting a lot of stars, Tony. See that? That means that they like you. Uh, well, people do like me. Yeah. So, uh, so Will, I'll, <laughs> Will, I'll let you. Uh, I don't kinda... need your likes. I don't need your. Uh, right. I, I, you know, I don't I need your need... validation. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm perfectly happy with how I'm doing just fine. Thank you. <laughs> but we appreciate the validation either Why way. Why am I so alone? <laughs> Podcast. All right, so let's. Oh, uh, we're doing a po- I'm just fascinated by this. I know. I don't know. This don't is know. the this well, is the this intro is, part. This is the this is Go Bulldogs. I have to run. I think it's interesting that, for, that you <laughs> actually sh- appreciate you actually it. Do stuff on TV <laughs> and stuff, and then you. you know, like, yeah, up on you can this. find yeah. you can find Will on Bloomberg uh, with John Heilman. John Heilman and Mark Halpern. Yes. On. Uh, on uh, tomorrow night, uh, Thursday night. Sorry, was the internet. You have to say dates. Yeah. Uh, I, I I do politics stuff for them, so I have a segment. On tomorrow's With All Due Respect at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Central on Bloomberg TV, re-airing on MSNBC at 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central. So, you know, get ready to have your minds blown. What are y'all going to be talking about, Trump? Uh, we'll be talking about uh, the new political talk show landscape, the idea in the wake of Letterman and John Stewart and all those people leaving last year, the way it works now, uh, Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Fallon, uh, Jimmy Kimmel. And uh, what what shows which candidates should be on, uh, which show which candidates are particularly good on those shows? Trump, of course, being particularly good uh, on television because he has a lot of experience as a reality television star. So it'll be fun. Hopefully, it's enjoyable. And I and I I will give you a preview. We do discuss that Jimmy Fallon has the worst Donald Trump impersonation. He's so bad at it. My um, you know my one of the little party tricks that we taught my uh, my eighteen month old is he does a Donald Trump impression. <laughs> is uh, uh, my mother-in-law, who I love very much, 
um, said uh, do, go, has him go do Donald Trump because he's got like he's got his hair's a little right a little a little red orangeish and it kind of goes over in a Trump thing and he just goes <laughs> just a little Donald Trump thing and it's now is his obsessive trick so hopefully whatever your thoughts about Donald Trump whether he should win whether he shouldn't um, uh, my son who really can't even say words yet can do a Donald Trump impression. So if you're wondering why Donald Trump is winning in every poll, it's that 18-year-month-olds can do impersonations of him. That's why. So And, and, are, and are equally orange. That's awesome. So there you go. One of the comments that we had just gotten on our live stream was you should download the app and live stream your show. Uh, uh, oh, oh, like discuss it while I'm... <laughs> right, while I'm, right. I can't look at myself. I have a hard time looking at this. This is, the hard, this is actually much harder than television because I can see myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't see monitors when you're... Recording. No, that's the last thing you want to see when you're on television. No, I agree. It's, yeah. I've never... What little TV I've done, they've always had monitors set up for some reason. Oh, yeah. I, I, uh, the, wor- the, only, the only hardest thing I ever had to do was back when Keith Oldman had his MSNBC show, I was on it talking uh, about something in sports. And... I did. I was in Buffalo visiting my wife's family, and we, the, the oh, way the camera was remote, set up in the yeah. studio, I use remotes all the time. But the way those were set up is to look into the camera actually made you exactly what this is. Yeah, right. Like to look into the camera, you saw yourself, which is disconcerting. I'm sorry, really, really difficult. Yeah. <laughs> like I know it's a selfie culture now, and everyone's like loves to watch themselves. I have a really hard time with it. Like I, 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 I never. I never watch myself on television. I frankly have a hard time listening to myself. But my favorite podcasts are the ones that I'm not on. Yeah. The way it Those are my favorite ones to listen to. Are the ones that I'm not. I have a really hard time with it, and it's really hard for me now to actually see myself doing this. So. Well, just look at Tony. So it's safe to it's say never you never did the Stuart Smalley. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Never <laughs> hard to you never did the Stuart Smalley self-confidence talk in the mirror uh, course. Uh, no, no, yeah. I don't like looking in the, in the mirror. Every, most of the time, when I look in the mirror, I cry. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's hard enough you alone. You need to get your mirror fixed to do it in public. We should talk some Georgia sports. Yeah, so y'all just went to the Georgia basketball game. What was the final score? Go. I, I bailed. Okay. He bailed. I, I was home there. I almost saw my kids. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I vaguely remember uh, my children. Uh, yeah, the, the, it was a, a very strange. It was a 6.30 start tonight. Yeah. Very unusual. Uh, yeah, that's, that was part of the reason, I think. Which was, I have to say, I found very fulfilling because I was out of there at 8.15. Right. We were, I literally done. There was a blowout. They blew out Missouri. Missouri is a horrible, horrible... Horrible team. Missouri is very bad. And they used to be kind of a basketball Missouri, school. When Missouri joined... Oh, that's I, what we thought we were getting. I was yeah. going to say, when I, when I, I think I've said this before in this podcast, but when Missouri came to the big to the SEC, I just assumed that, like, okay, well, finally they're going to get their butts kicked in football. But in basketball, look out, and it's been the opposite of that. Right. The, right, they're in a major period of transition right now. Frank Haith was their coach. That, and he basically destroyed the entire oh, thing that he had running. Down. Well, Mike Anderson was the one that had him running. Yeah, yeah. And, and then he, he left, left. And then Haith came. Because Anderson went to Arkansas, which is where he wanted to go. That's where he went to school. So that kind of left him in the lurch. They got Haith. Haith clearly just wanted out of there. It was a very bad situation. He was involved in some junk at Miami. And so he now it's Kim Anderson, who was like a Division three coach in Missouri, who played for Missouri. Yeah, played for Missouri, And right? really always wanted to coach the team. And they were kind of desperate. They were left in the lurch by Haith a little bit. So they hired Anderson. It's not... He's a very nice man. Everybody likes him. It does not appear to be working out. And to be perfectly honest, Missouri is looking awful like, like LSU. They have a really talented, on paper, really talented team. But they aren't playing like it at all right now. Yeah, and right, and frankly, even right, even talent-wise, they've lost a lot of guys. But like, look at like a guy, team like like not to get too college basketball on me, but look at a team like Kansas State. Yeah, Kansas State oh, has lost true. a ton of guys as well, 
but they are, and they're in a much tougher conference than Missouri is, and they're playing. They turn it around, like without, but because frankly they have a better coach. Yeah, and uh, yeah. you know they got the Illinois fired, but um, so Missouri is bad. It's not really a very impressive win for Georgia. I mean, they they blew them away. They did what they were supposed to do, and I actually feel like Georgia. We've discussed this. Have been playing very well basketball wise, but man, that Florida loss. Well, that we, was that was bad. There were a couple things that happened. We I think we came out really really sluggish. Um, we constipated on offense, and then we couldn't do anything with this. Is um, what was his name? Eggie? Yeah, Dubé. Dubé. I can't say either. We no, don't the big, the big, yeah, the big guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he oh, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. he just owned the low post. He, yeah. he, I mean, every time we got down there, Yante was the only guy that could play with him. And the officials as Florida, you're going to get a lot of really close calls. I mean, Mark got teched up in the second uh, start of the second half tonight. No, no, last night. Uh, you're talking Saturday, about last night. Okay. Oh, it was down in Florida. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and basically the officials. Did he rip the jacket off? Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the Mark Fox jacket watch. I think the jacket stayed on tonight. That's how much of a Yeah, no. Was. Yeah, the jacket watch. He was only made it about four minutes. Didn't, didn't it take, didn't even take like multiple minutes for Missouri to score a basket in the second half? Yeah, it's bad. Uh, I mean, it was, yeah, yeah, it was, it was like it a 13-2 run yeah. at the start. Uh, something like that. Fox has lost some weight in the offseason, so his yeah. jackets are a little big on him. Very slim. He's kind of got that, like, frankly, as the Donald Trump jacket. If you look at Donald Trump, all of his suit jackets look like almost like trench coats. Yeah. For a yeah. guy that has billions of dollars, I think you'd have a tailor. He's a very poor tailor. Uh, <laughs> and Fox seems to have that problem. Yeah, everybody who, who doesn't shop at SW. So. Yeah, he must have Trump wear. Trump wear. But no, I was, the point I was making about Florida is that, you know, Florida. Florida looked. They played one of their best games. Um, that the, whoever the big guy is down low just really on the post, and the officials didn't give us any help. I think Florida took like fifteen to seventeen more free throws than Georgia did, and it it, it showed. I mean, intensity was on in them tonight. We're currently recording on Wednesday night after the Georgia Missouri game, which Georgia won by twenty some yeah, odd yeah. points. Um, so, but you know, you and I both we we settled somewhere on the. I said six and four. You said seven and three would be the worst. Yeah. You were right. Yeah. Um, I, I thought they would do better than seven and three. Right. I thought but you said the worst. worst. Yeah, would I be. thought that was the worst. But case. the fact of the matter is, we're playing like a top fifty RPI team, and, and we are. Where I mean, that's we're right at fifty. Right but now. it is worth noting that you know the, this is the the Joe Lunardi rocketologies have all come out. Georgia's not there yet. No, they're not, they're we, not there. We got some moving to go. Yeah, they do. And and that one problem is going to be that the SEC does not appear to be nearly as strong as it was last year. And from top to bottom, uh, there's no Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky is not in this good. Yeah, they're not going to um, go undefeated. Yeah, and LSU, frankly, oh. uh, they had. I mean, they beat Kentucky, which would be they have Simmons, but they had such a bad non-conference that they're down. The SEC is. It's got They. You could not. You're not going to be able to get away with the SEC record you got last year. How many teams, if you had to guess right now, get into the tournament from the SEC? Five. Five? Five. Ooh. Five. Yeah. Five. I thought that was kind of yeah. rich. Yeah. And we're currently, um, what, six in the RPI? Uh, in the, the SEC teams. Yeah. yeah. There's three or four teams in the teens, uh, Florida, uh, Kentucky, and Texas A&M. And then we're in the next group. South Carolina's right behind them in the uh, upper 20s, lower 30s. And then us and Tennessee are, are kind of next. So and Texas and Texas A and M is a top twenty five team. Yeah, yeah, like, legitimately, yeah. legitimately. Right. Uh, and part of the problem with our schedule is that because we only play Kentucky once, uh, we don't have a lot of places to get some quality wins. Uh, which, you know, we're staring at a twenty one win season if we have a pretty good SEC run. I mean, it's 20. also worth noting. I think we said this last week that the team with the highest RPI that they've played uh-huh. is Chattanooga. 
Yeah, or Oakland. Yeah, Oakland. Oakland. Yeah, Oakland. Yeah, Oakland. Yeah, Oakland. yeah, which they beat, but the one they've lost. Yeah, but Oakland. Oakland's given everybody a game. Yeah, yeah. So. And that, that's not for nothing. But like again, that, I think that speaks to and they schedule smartly in the non-conference. And then like the thing that you have to do with the RPI is you have to game the RPI a little bit. Yeah. What you want to do is you when you play those non-conference games, you want them to be RPI teams that are like one hundred and five. Yeah. Not two forty. Yeah. And that and so they've so the RPI is a little bit better. That's a little artificially raised, but it's still good. Well, and the part of the part of the problem for Georgia right now is that we've got a couple of three games against teams or SEC teams that are legitimately down in the you know upper one hundreds to around two hundred range, and we can't do anything about that. Those teams are going to finish yeah. with two or three SEC wins. They're going to end up no matter what they do are going to end up one fifty plus RPI, and it doesn't matter how badly you beat those teams, they don't really do a whole lot for you as wins other than to put a notch in the win column. Yeah, the games like tonight, they're like games like tonight, like a loss. Yeah, and it gives you nothing in a loss. Yeah, it's a hundred. Yeah, Missouri's one. They're going to end up four or five SEC wins. They're like one fifty in the RPI. Yeah, one fifty RPI. For for those of for those of for those listeners that don't understand, I I remember a podcast about three or four podcasts ago. Y'all explained what's important on who you play number wise in the RPI. I found that interesting when you're over like 150 or 200, it actually hurts you just for playing them. Even if you win. If That's you correct. Win. Yeah. Even if you win, okay. it does you So what's, what's kind of the threshold? What you want to do is you want to schedule teams, and they've, they've been very good about this. Mm-hmm. They've, they've played all, all those little teams, those early season games, like Winthrop, for example. Right. That's a game that you should win. You, you always have to get games like that. They're money games. They, you pay them to come. But what you do is you want to pick teams like Winthrop, who are among the best teams in their small little conference. Right. That way their RPI is not... Horribly. Like, for example, you would never, ever want to play, like, a team from the SWAC. Okay. Yeah, no. Yeah, like, like Jackson State. Even if Jackson State wins their conference, their RPI is so low that even if you beat them by 40 points, it yeah. hurts you. That's, a, that's nothing for yeah. you. So, and that, that's a problem with the RPI, and frankly, a lot of people think you should use Ken Pomeroy numbers rather than RPI. But the NCAA tournament committee does use RPI, and so coaches are gaming it. And it's, it's helped a lot. A lot of people think Georgia, there are, uh, Matt Norlander, who writes about college basketball for uh, CBS, has been on my podcast a, a few times. I've been on his. He um, he think, he doesn't think Georgia was a legitimate tournament team last, last year. What they did was they gained the system on RPI. Yeah. Their RPI was great last year because they, they, they never played those 250 teams. They always played 95 to 115, and those wins... Don't hurt you as bad as win, winning over. So it's a strange system. It's strange to be punished to beat a team by forty points if you play the wrong team. But that's the way it works. And, it, and a good example of this is that um, South Carolina is now what twelve and one or something. Oh, they're still undefeated. Oh, they're, two, they're, so yeah. they're twelve and zero. Yeah, yeah. They're twelve and zero. Um, but their RPI has just now risen. Now they're actually up in the up in the thirties around thirties yeah. RPI, but it's just now risen to that even at twelve and zero. Um, and that was only after their first SEC win because the average RPI of their teams they played out of conference was in the upper 100s. I mean, like right. 180. Right. So uh, what kind of what kind of seed would South Carolina be right now with their RPI even at 12 and well, one? Well, I mean, if they stayed undefeated, yeah, their RPI but right is now, but right now, let's say they had a loss, it was just all working off their RPI. They would be an eight or nine seed, I think, tops. Even 12 and one. Yeah. As bad but, of a schedule as they played. Who like who have they played? Like who are some of the the best team I think they'd be is Tulsa. Yeah. Like nobody, like yeah. nobody really that great. Mm. I mean, you know, look at it this way. Um, yeah, Georgia has a better win, but with Oakland, than yeah, South Carolina absolutely, over absolutely, right. So, so of course, Georgia I has mean, a loss to Chattanooga, which is a bad loss. I mean, there's a home loss to Kansas State, a bad loss. I mean, the sweet spot for Georgia is trying to finish in the top four in the SEC, 
to get to 21 or 2 win and to go into the SEC tournament be in the uh, in the 40s in RPI. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, realistically, there's 68 slots, is that 68, 68 slots in the SEC, in the in the NCAA tournament. 32 of those are automatic qualifiers, mm-hmm. right? So you, you basically have 36 uh, at-large teams. Well, in the neighborhood of the first 20 or so are what is it? Not 20. That's 17. Yeah, right, 15. Right, right. Um, or certainly the top 10, almost all of those teams, uh, and the uh, three quarters of them are going to be automatic qualifiers. So, you know, pretty much the, the, all the at-large teams, with the exception of maybe the, if the conference, if the tournament selection committee looks at, well, this mid-major, even though they're in the 60s, they went 27-4, and four, but lost in this championship game of their, um, their tournament. Like, uh, let's say... Well, Wichita right. State's having, Wichita State, they're right. having this problem right now. Right. This is a Final Four team. They've this been really good, but the problem is they all they didn't get any good non-conference wins. Right. And right. now they're in their conference, yeah. and there's nobody good in their conference. Right. right. Which means they, they basically have to now win their conference right. or go undefeated. Really? Right. Yes. But will, will the history of what they did last they year or claim, their name? They, they claim it doesn't. They claim they, and there's some... There's some. It goes back and forth. Yeah, it does. Like that's interesting. Yeah, that RPI it seems to just kind of transcend even records. Yeah. Oh, without basketball. question. Without question. So how yeah. how can that be fixed, or can it, or should it? I don't I mean, think it should. It's my problem with RPI. The only I actually don't really have a huge problem with the RPI, except it doesn't account for how by how much you won by. Yeah, that's probably right. And well, and neither do they. They don't do that in college football, or they didn't at the old BCS. You know, they yeah. took out the you know, margin yeah, of victory. Yeah. And but, I mean, gonna... but that's stupid. Like, yeah, no, I like, agree. I, I get the idea that colleges they're trying to be like, you know, have good sportsmanship and so on. Yeah, everybody gets a ribbon. Yeah, but come on, man. Like, it, whether you be the team by twenty or whether you be the team by two, tells you something about how good you are. And to ignore that, I think you end up with some strange things. That's why Ken Pro- and and listen, Ken Pomeroy goes even farther than that. He actually goes possession by possession. Yeah, he goes and, by possession. And which I like. Which I think. I think if you were to break it down, Pomeroy probably has the purest number. He does, but there's no proof that, yeah, that, that the committee yeah, looks yeah. at it. Yeah, the committee just doesn't look at it. Like there's been no correlate. The reason people look at RPI so closely is because the NCAA has said we look at our the the committee said we look at RPI. We and we if people want to look at Ken Palm on the committee, they can. But we definitely look at RPI and, and throughout the Harvard. years. What's that? I'm talking to somebody that. Okay. <laughs> well, they the, said go crimson. I don't know if that was tied. I was like, maybe that's Harvard. Yeah, it's probably Harvard. Harvard. Yeah. Harvard. Yeah. Someone Rob, on our live stream said Rob. go crimson. Um, so, so yeah. I think the I think what Georgia fans want to know should should look at is that we're now in eight wins. Um, we probably need to be at at least at twenty wins. So twelve more SEC wins. That's thirteen and five. That's rich. That's uh, yeah. it's not undoable though. Our conference schedule looks pretty. Um, Do we pretty, play LSU? We play LSU. We play everybody at least once. Okay, do we That's play them at home? Everybody at least once. No, you play at, it's, we play at LSU. LSU. Um, do we play Alabama? Uh, we play Alabama or? home last game of the season. Oh, uh, that could be big. Kentucky on the road. We get Florida again at home. You know, a really big one is technically this one coming this weekend. Yeah, the Tennessee game. Mississippi. Alabama. Oh, at Mississippi. It's at Mississippi, yeah. yeah. It's at yeah. Mississippi, which is a really big game. I, I, feel, I feel compelled, since we're talking about Andy Kennedy, to talk about consortium mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and loss thereof. Uh, Shout out to all my consortium and my friends that get the consortium. That's a, that's a legal term having to do with um, husbandly, wifely affections. Mm-hmm. Is he still Ole Miss coach? Yes, okay. he is. Is he hanging on by a thread? Nah. He survived man. Marshall Henderson, man. Yeah, he survived Marshall yeah. Henderson. And he, he had an incident in Cincinnati about three years ago, too. That was the loss of consortium thing. His wife, okay. his wife sued the taxi driver for loss of consortium. <laughs> 
Now, can you define consortium? I think I just did. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, husband and wife affections. Ah, it's, a, it's an old school, uh, old school English uh, common law term. To know them in the biblical sense. To, yes, to know them in the biblical sense. Biblically sense. knowing. Biblically, biblically knowing. Biblically It's different knowing. than what Oliver Stone put in the Doors movie. Yes. Although it can, it does involve that, so lesser included. Yes. Wow, that got deep. Got deep. Uh, so to speak. Uh, um, you, I thought you were going to throw habeas corpus on me, right? No, that's, that's, whole, that's a whole different kind of body. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, that's where we are, Georgia basketball-wise. Big, I, I have concerns. I have concerns. Well, yeah, so it's going to be close. What's that? Some some guy who just said Big Dead's been fan here. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm not, I'm not responsible for anything they've done in the last eight years. <laughs> so, if you liked everything before to, July 2008, thanks. And if you like everything after 2008... Thanks. Sure. Thanks. Uh, yeah. That you know that is the that is the thing with Deadspin is, um, you know the uh, I could get save you know a the president of the Supreme uh, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court from a bullet and uh, and the headline would be Deadspin founder uh, like no matter what I do Deadspin founder yeah. shot yeah that or like man stains carpet. You know, I, I, I don't know exactly. That might be the actual the headline. I mean, is Matt, um, Gro- is Matt Groening watching you re- writing your uh, obit titles? Man, man, a free suit man, available. Man ruins everything. Yeah, free shirts. <laughs> free shirts on floor of Oval Office. Small, small blood stains. Um, this is good. I, what, what are we drinking? The Evil Angels bourbon? Angels Envy. Angels oh, Envy. I, thought, I have Buffalo Trace. Okay. Because thought, we ran out of makers. Yeah. But uh, we'll fix that next time. Right. So I feel like we should talk some football. Yeah, yeah. Some football. football. We still have one more game. I, I did see ESPN broadcasting tonight from the Esso Club in, in Clemson. Clemson. Yeah, yeah. Looks like been everybody's there? free. No, That's spectacular. Yeah, it looks like they have like uh, apartments or college dorms right behind it. And yeah, well, they have everything right behind it. They had Lindsay Zarniak uh, running down uh, the hill after she tried to touch Howard's Rock, but it was locked up. And um, who was the other girl that was on there? The other. Very pretty girl. Say still? No, she's still trying to go to Town Square. She's still incur- letting everybody nope. know that oh, they're Samantha watching. Ponder, yeah. Christian yeah. Ponder's wife. They're all they're all still letting us know. Say still is still out there. People are really psyched in Town Square. And watching watching Sports Center on their watch ESPN app. So yeah, so yeah, I guess that they're what they're going to do is stop by Clemson tonight. Maybe yeah. stop by Tuscaloosa tomorrow. You know, do their six p.m. broadcast and you know then kind of trip out to Phoenix. Yeah, Taco Stadium. And right. I will be out there. I leave Saturday. I will be out there. Uh, sa- but, but before we get into the term, I feel like we should do a little Georgia stuff. Absolutely. The yeah. Uh, obviously, it did not turn out that we uh, get Kirby Smart uh, a couple weeks early. Oh, I was, uh, yeah. But we still get him. He's still that coaching. A, that was a pregnant pause yeah. right there. Sorry, he's still coaching. <laughs> but uh, Scott had a moment. I was like, what? Like, yeah. Sorry, we, I feel like we should have discussed this in the pre-show. Kirby Smart's not coming anymore. <laughs> curves. Um, curves. Curves, sorry, the curves. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but clearly, you know, I find it encouraging. I'm less, we discussed a little bit on, on, on Sunday. I'm less concerned about him not being here. The more and more that defense plays fantastic. Well, yeah, they, <laughs> if they make Deshaun Watson look like, um, you know, I, I don't, I can't think of another Watson, um, Inspector Watson. Inspector Watson. Um, Bob. Bob Watson. Who's Bob Watson? Bob Watson. Oh, the, the Braves yeah, pitcher. The Braves. Yeah. No, he wasn't a pitcher. He was a deep, no, like a I'm pincher. I'm Donnie Moore. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, the late Donnie Moore. The late Donnie Moore. Uh, you know, I think the thing about it to me is, and a lot of people are like, ah, Kirby Smart this, and he's not on the job. He's been hiring coaches right now. 
Yeah. Right? I mean, we now have everyone but the defensive coordinator lined up. and it's, Maybe it's going to be him. It's all – no, it's probably, no, probably, probably, probably going to be old Tucker. Um, Mel Tucker? Yeah, who's currently the DB coach at Alabama, mm. maybe. So I, I think it's a safe bet that someone from the Alabama staff, I, I guess possibly from the Clemson staff, but somebody who's still coaching. Brent Venables? Um, is going to come and be defensive coordinator. Uh, Brent Venables would be a very surprising hire, um, considering some of the other names have been thrown. Tosh Loopy and, and, and Mel Tucker are the two names. But, I mean, you know, we got uh, Del McGee from George Southern's the running backs coach. He's the former uh, uh, Columbus or Carver. Carver, 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 Columbus. Carver, yeah. uh, head coach, who co- he spent a year in Alabama. And, and then, then he interimed at Georgia uh, Southern when Southern, Willie Fritz left. That's right. Uh, uh, James Coley, from the former offensive coordinator <laughs> at um, at Georgia Southern, also is coming as wide receiver coach. Shane Beamer, uh, Frank Beamer's son, is going to be the tight ends. And you asked the question last week, special teams coordinator. I think that's going to be uh, big. And actually, that's, that's, uh, that's, it's glad. okay as long as you get another job. Like it's not the only thing. He's yeah, yeah, right, he's right, like right. he's a, he's like the water guy or something. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. Um, yeah, Shearer and Glenn Schumann are both going to be on field. They don't really know what they're doing. We know Rocker's going to going to be on the line, and then um, we also made a couple of hires today on Wednesday. Um, Scott Sinclair from Marshall is going to be the strength and conditioning coach. Uh, and Ed Ellis, who was actually which was, a, it was was you know which was an unconventional move a little bit yeah babe again I said on the, uh, maybe last week's podcast it's like you know like if, if no one's going to be not a, a Georgia Georgia Bulldog fans are not going to be happy unless we go and get you know the name from the but, current, from the from the, from the Patriots right or or from the from the Patriots analog in college football right. um, so but you know. National media thinks this is a good hire, yeah. and you know, these guys are kind of smart about that, yeah, yeah. regardless of how you look at it. And then we also got Ed Ellis. I mean, they're talking to coaches. Right, they're talking to they coaches. Know, that's right. why they're smart about right. it. Uh, and we got Ed Ellis from Central Florida, who was actually Sinclair's mentor and kind of like original first person to get in strength and conditioning at Georgia Tech. And they both knew Kirby at Georgia Tech when, yeah. when, when Kirby broke in. They both coach under O'Leary attack. Why? Why is strength and conditioning such a pressure point or a hot button? Because it seems like, unless you're Alabama's strength and conditioning coach, he's the only guy. I don't even know Georgia's strength and conditioning coach. I know Alabama's because his name keeps getting bantered about. Scott Cochran was the Alabama. So I know all these guys work out. They all got these systems. I mean, it's kind of like to me, is it really? make that big of a deal and if so then why get the guy from Marshall and Central Florida because they're really good and, and and the thing the thing I think that strength conditioning has become a bigger deal over the past four or five yeah, years exactly. maybe um, you know they've almost become the chief motivator uh, they're the ones that they're have, the hype man they're in a lot the, of ways they're the hype man so they can get to them 12 months a year also well also that's the thing okay. they see them on a daily basis in a way that the, that the on-field coaches can and they're they're, um, a, they're often more of a peer. Even a lot yeah, of they're more of a peer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot and of it's also worth like the, one of the reasons too. Like, look at Alabama. Like the thing that the thing that Alabama does better than anything else is to be stronger and faster and have more stamina than you. Like, there's a reason. Like, like even in particular, they are the ideal spot for that. Yeah. But yeah, it is. It's a different. It's a key position in a way that it probably wasn't ten years ago. Yeah, and I think you know. The, it's also where you could also get all the best drugs. Yes, yes. Uh, or in Florida, Florida quarterbacks' cases, the worst ones. Yes. Um, so Will I, I, think, I think we'll, yes, definitely will be a career reference. And so, <laughs> you know, I, I think the takeaway for me for, for Georgia is that we, um, 
Kirby Smart's on the job. He's getting the job done. And he's making the kind of coach's move he'd be making if he were already on, you know, had his office in Bus Mayor. So, question raised. Yes. Someone raised to me today. And I'm, I'm curious what your guys' thoughts on it are. There's a school of thought that when it comes to the quarterback situation next year. Yes. There is a, some belief out there that this suddenly somewhat quite hot transfer market. There's a transfer market out there. Right. And theoretically speaking, Georgia would seem, theoretically speaking, like the type of school that could use perhaps a one-year fill-in so you don't have to rely on Eason or, God forbid, what is the name of the guy that was, that, 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 that was the quarterback all year? He transferred from Virginia. So Tom Valda. No, uh, no, he's from Virginia. <laughs> he, they're, trying, uh, they're trying to be funny. Uh, they're trying to be funny. Grayson uh, Lambert? That's it, that's it, that's it. That's it. Well, it might have been Lambert Grayson. That was a question. question. Whatever the order was. Like, so, there's a need for a quarterback. Like, unless you're really trusting Jacob Eason to come in and start from the beginning. It, there's a school of thought that say maybe and again maybe you don't maybe you just give yourself some depth in that position because you don't know where Ramsey's going to be we don't know what's going to happen about this gone we don't know if Ramsey's going to be there yeah anyway the school of thought is that market that's very hot right now who's the name th- that that the point is actually that, like George's really doesn't seem to be in on any of these guys and an argument could be made this is where the gap is this is, this is where the gap of not having smart here could potentially be felt. I mean, or, now, here's my two questions. One, do you think that's true? And two, even in a larger sense, do you think they even need to be looking at these these quarterbacks? I, I would be very surprised if we brought in a transfer quarterback for spring semester. I mean, 12 months ago, Georgia wasn't in the transfer market. And then suddenly nine months ago, we were. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we were mentioned with, with you know, we were mentioned with the biggest name out there, with, yeah. with Golson, right? So, you know, I... Though there was never really a sense... I don't think they were willing to commit to him the way that. No, well, he was. Like, he he couldn't get in here because of his academic issues yeah. at Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, he wasn't going to come here because of his academic issues. Insert Florida State joke. Well, but 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 let's be clear, we're not the same Georgia we were nine months. Right, that's right. right. No, and, I, and I, I I've been very clear about this. Yeah. If if we're going to be the if this is the program we are. Georgia fans need to get over that. Get him in. Get him in. <laughs> that's right. right. Talk talk to the camera. Tell him that we are no longer that program. He should be able to come here. So, um, having said that, you know, look, we're not going to go after the two Texas A&M quarterbacks because what's the use? Yeah. I mean, they basically are going to be here. Yeah, you don't need you, to have two years eligibility, right? Right. You're, right. You're looking for looking for a graduate transfer that can come in and play next right, year. Right, right. Um, and it's hard to say yet what that market is going to be like because a lot of those guys have j- are just now deciding. Yeah. And some of those guys are going to wait for draft evaluations, frankly. Right. Um, God, please question how can Bird go to the NFL? So, um, yeah, I think he is. Yeah, he hurt his shoulder. Yeah, he was uh, ready to come back. Was, yeah, so I mean, he had a tie. He was in the swimming pool. Yeah. Uh, at, at oh, in Everbank yeah, Stadium? I yeah, I didn't get that. There were, a lot of, there were an awful lot of Was Penn it State warm enough there. to have people in the swimming Not pool? for Georgians. <laughs> yeah, but for, for people from Pennsylvania? Yeah, yeah there, was, there, there was. were a lot of pasty white <laughs> folks up in there uh, wearing jerseys. Uh, hashtag Big Ten. Yeah, so, so uh, how many jerseys did you see? Because yeah, that's jerseys, a Yankee thing to all do. All the jerseys. There were a lot of there were a lot of bro dudes with jerseys. I wasn't. It wasn't Wait, is that not a southern thing to do? No. To wear, wear jerseys? Not unless you're unless you're a Florida Gator fan. Yeah. Oh yeah, Florida Gator fan. That's, but that's no. not southern. That's is that just football or is that all? I, yeah, I Florida mean, southern, is really a. No, not I mean, football. football. Not yeah, football I think really is. I think it's a northeast 
or a pro football type of thing yeah, where I see lots of Braves jerseys. And Braves grown jerseys. men like like my age wear jerseys. Football in particular. Okay. okay yeah, I'm, I'm, t- I'm talking football, but but grown men wear you'll see Jets jerseys or Eagles jerseys, and I guess you go to the I, Georgia Dome and see I that. No I just don't. That in pro football. It's I don't get it football. though. It's it's the college football is weird because these are essentially teenagers. <laughs> right. Look, look, right. Look who joined. Right, look who right. joined. Well, hi, Jim. How's it going, man? So, um, so the uh, I think the thing that is uh, things interesting to me about what you asked is that right. there were not as many guys in jerseys as I thought there would be because it was it's relatively cool. Even the Penn State folks had on most of them had on uh, you know at least jeans and a pullover. Um, we just see a few you know bros walking around with their jerseys and their uh, their cargo shorts. And, um, it was. It was interesting. My kids found uh, the kids found a fair amount of humor, and you know it was 30, 30 something, fifty some degrees, and we were we were kind of cold, and they were walking around in there. I mean, it's very cold in Valley. <laughs> like they yeah, just no, the warmest thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah this, this is the warmest time. warmest game they had in yeah. since August. Yeah. Um, you know, it, but it wasn't it wasn't Ohio, Ohio State bad. It wasn't like boom, big, yeah. big big leg day did big leg day. Uh, yeah, it wasn't a lot of that. But uh, well, they were very happy to be out of Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Who would be? Um, who would be? But uh, so yeah, so I guess that. So I guess so. You th- do you? So you're saying that in the next, you think in like three months, you don't think it, this period is such a hot period of quarterbacks that Smart not being here is actually going to be. No, I mean he's going to yeah. be he's going to be in Athens next Tuesday. Yeah. Probably, I, probably with a nat- a national championship belt. They yeah. get belts. Yeah, That'd be awesome. Belts. Like WCW. Yeah, Alabama gets belts. Definitely gets belts. <laughs> I mean, they're out of hands. Um, out of fingers on their hands. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't see it because I just don't see it. Those transfers happening um, before but the start do you of think spring it, classes. Do you think Georgia should be on? You do. Do you do believe that they should be in on? The it depends on the player. I don't think. Are there any name? Are there any names out there from like a Northwestern or like a Pac-12 school? That it would be a graduate transfer potential. You know, last year we knew about Golson, and you know you had the the kid uh, from Florida that went to La Tech, Driscoll. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I I don't know. I I, I can't think of any of the top. It's, of my it's head. A, yeah, I think it's an interesting point because you know think back to 2006 when Matthew Stafford um, started basically, and I remember that game in South Carolina. I think we won like 18 to nothing, but it was a struggle. Did we win that game? Yeah, that sounds right. His first game, we beat UAB 30 to nothing. Right. You want Wes Lunt? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Is we Wes Lunt available? I, he's, not, he's not a graduate student. He's a yeah, senior, no, he's no, a no we're, I think we're immune from Wes Lunt. But if you remember... Well, I, I was going to say, does, does Mike Gundy still actually have control over uh, where he can transfer? Or... Wow. That's the only reason Illinois got him because it was the only place he allowed him he to. He started Oklahoma State. Yeah. Oh, he started OK State. Yeah. He was the start. He was the starting his freshman year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was well, the starting Oklahoma State. He's a, he's huh. a former. The coach. only reason he ever went to Illinois is because literally he said, "Here are like every school in the country that might possibly compete with Oklahoma State. You can't transfer there." Oh yeah, Illinois, sure. Go. <laughs> and but I'm assuming he doesn't like still have that. <laughs> right. I mean, he's not a graduate student anyway, so he can. Huh. Right. Um, but for the record, just thought process, like theoretically thought experiment. Yeah, yeah. If West Long were it, available, it, would you take him? I don't know. He might get his feelings hurt if Jacob know. Eason ended up playing. Yeah, who cares about that? I just mean having a guy like West Lunt to come in for one year. You, if he hurts feelings, my, so what? My honest answer is, is I, a, a little Lambert, but maybe a little better. My honest answer is that 
and it's colored. It's colored by who the new quarterback coach is with Jim Chaney. Um, I, we not I, hired him. Yeah, Jim. Yeah, he's, he's the offensive oh, coordinator. You said, I, I thought. I'm sorry. Who he I mis- is? Who he is? I misunderstood um, you. The honest answer is is that I think. I, I think I'll have to wait and see. It just really depends on what Chaney thinks when he gets here and what he sees uh, out of Ramsey and, and Lambert and Eason, for that matter, um, as as they progress through their workouts and, and spring practices. Um, I think it would be extraordinarily premature for any staff to take a graduate transfer with Jacob Eason coming in. And he's been told, you're going to compete from day one if he – well, look, at, not, look at what happened. I, so I understand the that. message it says. What my point is, my but point. we we've talked about how he's going to win immediately. Now we're talking about a guy coming in, starting first day on campus. Well, not first day on campus, but but for for a true freshman. Well, the coming odds, in, that's the, a lot to put on a true freshman. The odds like, of him already, being, being Josh Rosen are just as high as him. The odds of him being Grayson Lambert. Yeah, but I mean Josh Rosen. No, he he eight. lost he lost some games. He yeah. lost some games for. UCLA. I, I think and he's really good. Yes. And he's like as good as you can right. hope a true freshman would be. And he still made some big mistakes that cost them games. Right. And my answer to that is I think it is entirely premature to say that until Jim Chaney gets on campus and actually works with the quarterbacks. Yeah. So do you so odds right where we are, I know it's premature, but whatever. We're on a podcast, we're not making policy here. We might like the president. <laughs> no. I frankly would trust us to do that right now compared to some polls I've seen. Um, when you, what odds would you put of who's starting and which guy in, in against North Carolina? <laughs> oh, it's off the board in my mind. I, I just I have no way of knowing. I think well, it's, I have no way of knowing. I think, I think, I think it's, it's going to be Jacob Eason. I th- it, it feels like it's going to be Eason or Ramsey. Obviously, things could change dramatically um, between now and then. I, it, it, if I had to say, it's probably, you know, I don't know. Two to one Eason, three to one Ramsey, and ten to one Lambert. But see, that makes me feel like you need to bring in a transfer. No, I don't. I don't disagree well, you with think, you. You think Lambert is further behind Ramsey? If I guess given a full off season with I, uh, Coach Smart, I, I I don't know. And that's the that's the, what I can't handicap. What I really can't handicap is the Brian Schottenheimer effect on the yeah. quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I just I mean, can't. You're right. You're right. I can't. You're right. You're There's right. no way to do that because right. we won't actually him? know. We won't actually or you know. just pick the wrong guy. Well, or just yeah. pick the wrong guy. Yeah. But we won't actually know what impact Brian Schottenheimer coaching our quarterbacks had until someone else coaches them. Mm-hmm. We know, we know prior to this year that Bryce Ramsey wasn't a wasn't a, you know, a surefire Davey O'Brien award nominee, right? We knew that. He was he was he was a good quarterback. He but he made some questionable decisions. He very much had a I'm gonna I'm gonna fling the ball in there, let's see what happens. Uh, he has the arm for that. Right. But the fact of the matter is, under Mike Bobo, he was that quarterback. He was not that. He was not that quarterback under Brian Schottenheimer. Yeah. And how much of that was scheme and how much of that was coaching remains to be seen. And that's why it's impossible for me, in my mind, for impossible for me to handicap that until we know what Jim Chaney does with these quarterbacks. Right. Because the fact of the matter is, is that Jim Chaney can show up and think Grayson Lambert's still the best quarterback. And if he does that... I, you know, that's going to tell me a lot about Ramsey, but it's also going to tell me a lot about um, where our quarterback situation is yeah. going into 2016. going to be hard to hold a lot of optimism for the whole new... Uh, I get it, uh, even if it's the right decision. Well, if that's the case, but Easton also starts against North Carolina the Dome, consequences be damned. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, that's... 
Uh, for me, it's hard to see how. It obviously we've with the moves that have been made. Clearly, everyone is willing to. Everyone's listening to those big donors that are putting a lot of money in here. And the, how happy are those donors going to be if they see Grayson freaking Lambert starting that opening game in the Georgia? Well, a lot of those donors are also going to have have had the opportunity to hear from Coach Smart directly. And you know, did they not hear from Coach Trick? I'm sure. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they were very. Yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 again, again, it's hard to. It's, that's a lot. As a thought exercise, it's a strange place for. It is a thought exercise, but it would be a strange place for Kirby Smart to spend a lot of that new coach capital. To be like, trust me on Lambert. <laughs> trust me on Lambert. Yeah, because that you know, well, you, I, you drop that UNC game, it's kind of like, oh, here's 2011 all over again. But the answer isn't trust me on Lambert. It's trust me on Cheney. Right, 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 right. Which is right. another limb. Like he's not from here. And, right, right. Yeah, so, but I will remind you. Jonathan Crompton played two years in the NFL and is yeah. currently still playing professional quarterback. And on that note, I'm going to go ahead and end this live stream, and then we'll finish up with our podcast. Bye, so, live stream. Bye, live stream. Thanks for joining Thanks us. Bye, live stream. Thank you for letting me feel very uncomfortable for the last 40 minutes. That's right. Take care. So, I mean, yeah, I think the part about it, the, the one thing that, that really stands out to me is that our, um, <laughs> nice, our, um, I'm actually more concerned about defense right now than I am about yeah. offense. Um, yeah, I don't think we'll see Nick Chubb until the middle of the season. If you we don't. See him. It's just I, until until I see him, until I hear he's been out running, I just don't see it happening. Wow. Uh, the, I mean, he's just now getting off his crutches, which means he is still four months away from trying to run. Which means he's going to miss spring practice. Spring game. Spring yeah, game. I just, I, you know, I hope he's back. I, I mean, I'm not trying to be one of these. Oh, I know, I know. Glimmers. I'm just saying, realistically, seeing him back, if, if he's not back by Florida, there's no need to burn the shirt. There's just not. I mean, unless, unless he tells the coaches, I'm leaving next year regardless of what happens. Right. I'm which he might. He might. He might can say that. I mean, uh, if I were Nick Chubb, that's what I would do. At, you know, but at which point <laughs> you say, that's fine. You're getting 200 carries between, <laughs> yeah, between now and January You're arrested, pal. Get yeah, in you're arrested. Right, get in there. Right, right, right. um, so the, the the part about the defense that worries me is that while we had a lot of young guys, uh, it, it anytime you change the defensive philosophy, and there will be some changes, it takes a while for those players to, if nothing else, to get terminology. We saw that. With Pruitt last year, we saw that with Grantham four years ago. We saw that with Willie Martinez his whole uh, his whole life, and um, you know I, we're going to see some hiccups on defense. We just are, and it doesn't matter who we bring in as coordinator. Uh, it doesn't matter who we bring in um, as um, defensive players. We're still going to be counting on a lot of sophomores and first year starting juniors uh, to play, and defensively, that is. Uh, that's a tough place to be. All right, so should we talk some national championship game? Yeah, why not? They're going to play it either way. They are. They are. Uh, so I, I will be there. I leave Saturday, uh, Saturday morning. I will fly out there. I'm actually going to um, – I'm very excited because I'm also an Arizona Cardinals fan. Arizona Cardinals are my favorite football play? team. I, no, they're off this Oh, they're, they're off this week. Because they want to buy. They're going to buy. Their first ever buy in the playoffs. And so I will be watching with my friends – my very, uh, good friend of mine that I go to a lot of the Arizona Cardinals game with, we will be watching the NFC champion, the NFC games. Quick question. Yes. Sir. Any chance the Cardinals move back to St. Louis with the Rams? With the, <laughs> no. Arizona is actually, for the first time in the history of that franchise, including going all the way back to Chicago, are actually in a healthy place. Yeah, they're, they're actually in a very good place. Good place. Yeah. 
And yeah, I wrote for those of you uh, that would like to read. I wrote a whole piece about Stan Kroenke and the uh, and how he is basically worse than Art Modell. Art Modell. He is. Worse. I like I like the YouTube clip of the guy peeing on Art Modell. Art Modell, that was great. Grapes. And uh, um, it is it is the most. I know that the Rams aren't the Browns, and they don't have. And I'm not a Rams fan. So see, I I grew, I grew up knowing L.A. Rams. I mean, Eric Dickerson and right. yeah. That, listen, that, the issue is not. Yeah, but I mean, tw- there's 20 years of people that grew up knowing St. Louis Rams. Roman and Gabriel. Jim Everett, like, you know, like, I get it. Call, call him Chris. And don't, don't call him Chris. <laughs> um, staged, the thing was totally staged. Uh, yeah. But anyway. Rack him. So, uh, to me, the issue is whether or not you think the, Sa- the Rams should go to uh, Los Angeles or whether they shouldn't. What he has done leaving that town, you know, I mean... To call to say that St. Louis and listen, I'm not a Rams fan. I don't care. I'm also I'm also not from St. Louis. I'm a Cardinals fan. I'm not from St. Louis. Like I I spend time in St. Louis for Cardinals games and then I leave. And you know I and and so like I love the city of St. Louis, but I have no like personal deep connection to so it. So you don't care if they're without an NFL team? Oh, I would like them to have an NFL team. I don't think they should be spending all this public money that they're doing to get an NFL team. However. They, the fact that they have are willing to spend that money, which I think is a poor financial decision, to be clear. Um, the fact that they are, they have stepped up to keep their team in a way that neither San Diego nor Oakland has. That's why this is happening. This is, this is why Kroenke is saying leaving St. Louis is a place where no one should go. And we're leaving St. Louis, and the NFL will be worse off if they stay in St. Louis, which is an unbelievable thing to say when you're leaving a town. Art Modell, when he left Cleveland, said... I love this place. It breaks my heart to do this. I know you're going to hate me forever, and they did. But I... And I'm sorry. I, Brian, I'm sorry I'm doing this. I love this town. I have to make this decision as a business decision. Whether you agree with that or not, he at least understood the ramifications of what he was doing. Granky comes out and basically says, this place is a... poop right. hole. Yes. And... <laughs> yeah. And well, I that's... want nothing... And, and listen... St. Louis has had a lot of problems in the city. There's a lot of issues going on in that town. Things that they've been working on for three decades. But what this is a place that's housed his team for 15 years. They paid for his damn state and they gave him everything that he wanted. And these are citizens of this town that have been wor- that have been fighting through this. People, there are good-hearted people working their tails off to make that town better. And, and look at Atlanta. Like honestly, look at Atlanta. Atlanta has made such positive movements in the last five to ten years because of people are trying. They they appreciate the town. They're trying to make it better. Ten years ago, Atlanta is a different place than it is right now. And it's made, and maybe it's not all the way where you, where you want it to be. And maybe there's still some things you don't like. But there is improvements up in Atlanta. Pittsburgh, great example of this. Pittsburgh's a town that people thought was dying. 20 years ago. It was done 20 years ago. And now has has had this great recovery. And to me, St. Louis is trying to go through that. So to not only leave the town, but to kick them in the face on yeah, the way out. Yeah, it down on the way just, out. Just to give yourself a little bit more bargaining power with the NFL, I think it's pretty uncomfortable. And the part about it that really bothers me is like, look, I'll be honest. When the when the business were talking about going to Jacksonville, what was it, 25 years ago, when they were talking yeah. about building the Georgia Dome? I I I was very I was very clear. I was like, I'd tell him go down on seventy five to Lake City and hang a left. Go to Jacksonville. <laughs> I have no problem with that because, you know, it's it's it is what you're saying is right. It's wholly inappropriate for you to go to the the not just the your season ticket holders, but people don't even care about your team that live in the area. Yeah, right. Because you receive it is a public benefit, yeah. right? Yeah. To say 
you have to do this or I'm leaving. And then they do it. And then the, the day the lease is over, not only to say, well, I'm out of here. Not only am I out of here, I'm going to a place where you used to be. And I'm going to a place where two other teams are going to be in the market. Yeah. So basically you're saying... And your town sucks. And on top of that, <laughs> we're not leaving because... We're not just leaving because we couldn't make money. We're leaving because we don't think St. Louis is an NFL town. Yeah, I mean, it's, un- it's unbelievable. Would, that, would St. Louis be the biggest market with only two professional sports teams? No, no. St. Louis is like is not a massive market. It's smaller than Kansas City. Yeah. You it, know what it, I'm it, saying, though? But they'd only have the Blues and the Cardinals. Uh, but they like Blues uh, and the Cardinals for a very long time. Yeah, they're the same size as, as Milwaukee, though. Yeah, they're yeah. The, okay. the, the metropolitan area is a little larger because uh, just because you know I mean it covers. I mean, Columbus is bigger. They only have one. Yeah, the Cardinals. The Cardinals have given an illusion that St. Louis is bigger than they are because the Cardinals are such kind right. of a national brand. But all told, it's not a big. Again, there this St. Louis yeah, is a, a small, small market team. It's a small market team, and no one kind of like appreciates that because the Cardinals are such this national brand. But the Cardinals punch out of their weight class. This is the big argument I made this year about the Cubs getting Hayward is the surprise of, is not that the Cubs have he, taken over his the Cardinals. Face, his face twinged when he it's said Cubs hard. getting it's Hayward. Well, he's, he's being objective. Let's I am. Stay with him. And, you know, the problem, the surprise is not that the Cubs appear to have overtaken the Cardinals. The surprise is that it's taken them 20, 30, 40 years. The or Cubs a hundred years. Yeah, like Chicago is a like I I love the city of St. Louis. Chicago is a better city than St. Louis. Yeah, there are cooler things to do there. There's more stuff going on. There's a more wide diverse variety of people. It's a more thriving place. If you are a young cool guy that wants to play with the other young cool guys and be beloved, you go play for the Cubs. Yeah, St. St. Louis is a fairly blue collar. It's it's gritty. I mean, it's yeah. it is very. It's actually a great comparison to. I mean, I don't know how you feel about that, but it, it to me it is. What St. Louis is trying to do now, because the problem is, is I mean, you know, we could have a whole long conversation about uh, demographic. Uh, oh, let's uh, not. Right. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's not have a white flight conversation. Yeah. But, uh, you know, to me what I like about what St. Louis is trying to do now is they're trying to rebuild from the people that are there. Right. They're, they're like, like, fine, whoever left... That's great. Yeah. This is a town. This is a great town. We're going to try to rebuild from that in a way that I think Atlanta has had some success. Yes. In a way that Detroit has had lesser success, but is trying, and that's what they're trying to do. And so to to you know, I, I mean, people had such sympathy for Cleveland because Cleveland's a tough place, and people have had hard times, and and they couldn't believe that Modell would do this to them, but he never did. He no. knows, and it's and he only supported. He, I mean, he was the, one of the first ones to say, "The Cleveland should get an expansion franchise." Yeah, I mean, it's it's. So I, I know that we're off topic, but the, the point is, is that we this got started with well, me talking. We said Clemson, and then we said Arizona Cardinals, and then we went to took a yeah, right turn. Because to St. we're Louis. going to Phoenix, because because I'm an Arizona Cardinals fan, because I rooted for them. They left uh, St. Louis when I was twelve, uh, eleven, and. So I still stuck with them. So I go out to Arizona, and I always go to Arizona Cardinals games. I love friends out there, Arizona Cardinals fans. So I I'm went very to a Suns game. There. I went to a Suns game. Yeah. Went to a Grand Canyon, which is the one for-profit university in Division One A. Yeah, it is you an went actual, to a Grand Canyon basketball. Game. I, I, never, I wrote a whole story for Sports on Earth about how they they have little kiosks around uh-huh. the stadium uh-huh. trying to get you to enroll in their online courses. Yeah. Yeah. it's crazy. That team is like el- is going to be eligible for the NCAA tournament in three years, yeah. and they are a for-profit university yeah. like. University of Phoenix. Oh yeah, no, they're the Brasilia. Uh, it's Brasilia. They they are the Brasilia of yeah. of universities. It's so a very wild. Like thing. five years ago, they were nothing, and they basically yeah. said, "We need we need seven million dollars from you, Mister Mister whomever." And so guys like, 
to what's my return? Yeah. Saying, okay, well, you're getting part of the ticket prices. Yeah. And they build an arena. Yeah, and one of the most sinister parts about it, too, is they're a for-profit university, but they market themselves as a Christian university. Yeah. So they are able to get, and there is no major Christian university in the Phoenix area that's at least that size. Yeah. So they've been able to get, like, you know, listen, Phoenix has a very large fundamentalist community. Yeah. So they've been able to get like people like, oh, I want my kid to go to, to, go to a good university. Christian school. Yeah. So he gets they get them over there that's actually this for profit school, right? Yeah. It's, so uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, the coach is Dan Marley. So basically no, the coach of the basketball team is Thunder Dan. Yeah. Thunder because Dan. they have so much money that they're like, sure, Thunder Dan, come coach our team. Yeah, but it's basically Notre Dame, but in the West. Yeah, yeah. And but it's a for profit university. Oh, I think it's sweet that you think Notre Dame's not for profit. Well, it is legally for profit as opposed to, yes. I I don't think any of these schools are not making a profit. Yes. Anyway, the point is, national championship game. Yeah, Monday night. Monday night. And now I will be out there. I will uh, will probably not, sorry, um, probably not ask Kirby Smart uh, any questions. I'm not, I have a firm media day phobia. Here's what you do. You, you, You knock on... What's up, Curbs? Knock on the door, and you say, hey, Coach Smart, Will Leach, Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast, got two questions for you. And then you yes. take your iPhone out. Uh, at that point, security has started beating me and, like, carrying me away. And ask him who, if, if there's going to be any uh, graduate transfers, and then if not, then who does he see starting uh, against uh, UNC in the George Dome? I, I personally think you should wear a Lysia Lawless wig and, um, <laughs> and ask all the questions in an Australian accent. Yeah, I think I'd be. I mean, that. look. I mean, you don't have to go to to the media. To media and I will day. not. I really. Yeah, I, and trust me. I, <laughs> if if I were a reporter, it would not be. It would be my least favorite thing to do about my job. Um, but if you have to go, if you're mm-hmm. a beat reporter, have to go. Why not have fun with it? Oh yeah. yeah. Why not have fun with it? Yeah, so, right. but so the game itself, I have to say, um, I, I here, here's my theory about this. I when I think about Clemson. And forgive me, I'm going to do an Illinois thing. I think about Illinois basketball losing North Carolina in the national championship game. It's a, it's a good analogy. If you're going, I think you're going. In that, you know, North Carolina has been to has won a national championship since then. They are always going to be a team that's going to be in the Final Four or be a competing for a national championship. Always one of the top programs. Right. Clemson is a program like Illinois used to be in basketball, even if they're not anymore, that is consistently good every year. And you just try to find that one year where everything falls exactly right, yeah. and then you get a chance. And you have to take advantage of that chance that kills me to this day that Illinois lost that national championship game in North Carolina because you knew that was their last chance. Not their last chance for 20 years. Right. Like, when they lost that game, like you, the best you can hope for if you are in Illinois, at least the way they used to be in basketball, and or a Clemson in football, good programs. This is not to deny the quality of Clemson in football. But you are not Alabama, and you are not you are not Florida State. You're not Ohio State. You have to. You are a good program that's consistently good over an extended period of time, and then you help you have a year where everything falls right. You get a great quarterback. You get a maybe a Florida State that's down, uh-huh. and the schedule falls right, and then you get. And then you and then and you get a great draw in the semifinal. You get a great draw in the semifinal. A team where, with with a team that gets a bunch of injuries in the middle of the game. Right. And so for me. I find myself cheering for Clemson this game for that reason. I know Clemson is a rival of, of, of Georgia for a long time. Right. I have a sympathy for teams like this. Alabama, it's just like in that national championship game. You knew North Carolina was going to be back. They've won the title since then. They've been back several times. They've been in the Final Four. You knew this was going to be a once every 20, 25 years opportunity for Illinois. That's what this feels like for me for Clemson. 
Not to say that they're not going to be good. Not to say that this couldn't happen again. Maybe Devil Sweeney is so great that I don't realize, and he's gonna he's building a juggernaut there. But this feels to me like Clemson's shot at a championship. And whereas Alabama, they're going to be back here next year. They're going to be back in three or four years. They're Alabama. They're not going anywhere. To me, that makes the most compelling storyline of that is like this is not as much fun if it's Ohio State Alabama. No. This is more fun because no. this is a team that is rarely here and has that opportunity. Well, I think to play devil's advocate a little bit is that you got a lot of the uh, components together for Clemson to be back in a couple of years. I mean, Watson's a what, sophomore. Yeah. Um, Where's he from? I hear he's from Georgia. Is he from Georgia? <laughs> Are we going to talk about that again? <laughs> I don't know. Can you look that? Scott, look that up. Yeah, yeah. That's how I learned my Georgia geography is. Maybe it's, po- <laughs> maybe it's possible he could have been a tight end for us. Um, <laughs> hashtag Cam, Cam Newton jokes. Um, the uh, the thing about this game is that um, I see where, where you're coming from with that, uh, and, and but I think Clemson's in a position to be in this place again in the next couple of years. They don't. I mean, their front their defense is legit. And, oh, and yeah. I said that last week. I said it was going to be the difference, and it was. Yeah, I mean, they um, knocked him around. Man. But, but a lot of those guys are graduating on the defense particularly. Um, they, they do get the benefit of the ACC, and I know we make fun, but the ACC has some really good teams. Um, they also have some really, really not good teams in a way that all the other major conferences don't. Uh, maybe, maybe the Big 12, maybe the Big 12. Um, but the – you know, so they do have that benefit. I, the thing about it to me just comes down to that defense, uh, the defense on both sides of the ball. Um, man, I, I just can't root against. I, I can't root. I can't root. I can't say uh, a Nick Saban coach team, mm. uh, given more than a short week to prepare for any offense, can't figure out a way to stop an offense. Uh, the last time that happened, I can think of was the. Sugar Bowl against Utah, uh, and that game was an utter. They didn't outlier. show up. On they that didn't game. show up for that game, right? It was it, they. They thought they were going to play yeah, for the maybe national Oklahoma. championship. Maybe, maybe the Oklahoma game, yeah. but even that game, that game was a close game. It's just Oklahoma would out athlete them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, it's not hard. It's not hard to see a place where this game is going to be really exciting. It's not hard to see this game. I actually look at and can see corollaries to last year's semifinal game against Ohio State. I think the difference is, is there is no, there's not a single person involved with the Alabama program that's taking Clemson lightly. No. And last year they took Ohio and, State and didn't, lightly. Didn't Dabo play at Clemson? Dabo played at Alabama. I'm I'm sorry, didn't Dabo play? He has at a local Alabama. wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, I, it come to me. It comes down. It comes down to Jimmy. He played under Bear. I'm sorry to cut you off. Uh, no, he played under. I want to say Gene Stallings. I was going to say, I was thinking of Gene Yeah, because yeah. he's younger. Yeah, I want to say. But Farmer Stallings. Phoenix Gardens coach. Yes, Gene Stallings. Um, so, Shows how much I know. Yeah, so, you know, this is going to be a good game. It's, it's a, a very interesting uh, matchup between kind of the two competing, uh, kind of the two competing offensive philosophies in college football right now. Um, spread versus power? Spread, spread versus power. Um, and, you know, Clemson is not – they're not Baylor. They're, they're not Baylor. They're right, not. Right. They are not out there to, you know, do five five wide receivers just to right, do right. A, a a triple reverse and have the quarterback end up with the ball. Right. right. I mean, their their offense very much hinges off of Watson's ability to 
uh, make the right read at the line of scrimmage, whether to, to hand the ball off, to run it, or to throw it, and really to look and to hand the ball off or throw it. Um, the thing about um, the thing about that is that Alabama, while they have quote unquote struggled against these offenses, um, they've sh- quote unquote struggled against these offenses uh, in the regular season. Um, one, uh, and the last time they really struggled against these offenses was against Ohio State. And I think if you were to ask anybody on the Alabama uh, team last year, they would say we we didn't take this team really seriously as we should have. There's also a pace issue. Like Clemson is a, it's a little spread, but they're not a crazy fast pace. Like they're not. No, they're not. They're not like Colorado school nights. Right. So that that's my concern. I know that, like, I know that everybody wants this to be Alabama's Achilles heel. The fact is, this has been Alabama's Achilles heel. Everyone's talked about this for years and years and years. For the last three or four years. These are all very smart people <laughs> that have watched the progression of college football and know where this is going. I want Clemson to fall into that level because I want this game to be close and to fall into that spot. I just Alabama has done nothing but just want people <laughs> ever since that Mississippi game. And as much as I would like, I much as I would like to see this be a close game, I'm I'm concerned. I, I feel like this may be as we as Spencer Hall put it, this may be another. Keep it like even that Michigan State game is thirty eight nothing. But you know there was a stretch there. It was ten nothing going into the into the first half, and Michigan State is driving, and it looks like they got a chance to make this ten three or ten seven. Those that interception, all it takes is one mistake, mm-hmm. and after that they just come up in the air and let. Them we saw that pass. in a very real and personal way back in. Oh September. yeah, we may have. Yes, yeah. yes. No, we just yes. did. Yes. I mean that game was. It, was and a, it, it turned it was on a, a dime. It was yeah. a ten three game. No team was. Neither side was really doing much, and, and then, then and then. Just like that, it became a blowout. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened with Michigan State. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the thing about Clemson is that Clemson is, um, Clemson is otherworldly at scoring points and, and able to, to move the ball because they do have some dynamic players. Um, but now it's just – I can't see – the path to victory for Clemson is Alabama turned the ball over a bunch. Right. And it's just like the old, they, got they need to hope for the Ole Miss game. Exactly you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, a bunch yeah. of turnovers early start yeah. right. Bateman instead of Coker. <laughs> right. Because that was the only game he started. Right, right. Well, it's it, also worth knowing that even that game where everything went completely yeah, well, wrong they made a was a five-point game. Right. Everybody, everybody and, saw and uh, Oklahoma, they, uh, Ole Miss blew out Alabama. I'm sorry. You didn't see that end of that and, game. And that was the game that ended at 1.30 a.m. Eastern time. It was after the end of the South Carolina game? Uh yeah, it kicked. Yeah. It might have kicked off at like yeah. eight twenty-five. Yeah. yeah, we came back. Yeah, we came back from that game and still had the whole second half to watch. Yeah, yeah. We had, we had, Georgia had a night game, <laughs> and we all got back and watched the second half of yeah. the Mississippi Alabama game. Yeah. yeah. So I guess I guess we all know your predictions. I mean, pretty much. I mean, it's yeah, it's Alabama. No need to I don't. I don't. To the it, audience it, and it has no. Yeah, and I have. And this is not about Curry Smart. It's not about what their defense looks like because I. I mean, it might be okay on a one-off basis, recruiting wise. I'm just looking at this objectively. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, that that I think we will look back in ten years and say that's probably the best front, maybe the best front seven, but certainly the best defensive line in maybe the last fifty years of college football. It's also worth knowing that if Jake Coker plays like he did, oh. did last week, they're going to win this game by thirty. Well, points. and Calvin Ridley too. I mean, that guy's <laughs> yeah. gone from freshman to almost like upperclassman within the past fourteen games. But, and that, and here's the thing: there was an article in AL, Alabama.com about coaches' communications and. That Mario Cristobal lets you behind, actually behind the um, 
the the screen a little bit there. He talked about. He said, you know, we we called a play. We you know we were struggling against Arkansas. I said, we noticed that they were cheating up against us, and we called we called a play that basically was Calvin Ridley did a double move, and the cornerback who was in single coverage never had a chance because you know Ridley took his first step, and because the cornerback was looking on the run. Well, yeah, because you got Derrick Henry yeah. back there. Which was there. exactly the same play that they ran on the long pass play yep. against Miss Old, uh, against uh, Michigan State, and uh, you know. Well, and my I don't know. Did y'all see the punt return by Cyrus Jones? Yeah. That stutter step move yeah. right. Near, I mean, that yeah. was mind was blowing. McKenzie-ish. I mean, it was it was two but yet steps. He outweighs Isaiah McKenzie by probably what forty five yeah. pounds. But it was two steps. You're like, oh, he's gone. <laughs> Isaiah's coming back, by the way. We didn't mention that. We didn't mention yeah, that. Yeah, he's coming back. Ah, that was. I think we never were surprised. That official. was much ado about nothing, yeah. I think. But, yeah. Nice. So, yeah, so I. So I, I, I yeah, I pick Alabama. I, uh, I yeah, don't see yeah, how I don't, you. I yeah, there's. Pick Alabama. Okay, so by how many? Let's make it Let's make it that. I, I would take. I would. I know, was it What's nine? the spread? Nine, I think. I'm, 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 I think Alabama would have more than nine. You think they cover the spread? Yeah, I think they cover. I don't I think, think they do. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a yawner. A yawner. You think yeah. so? I think yeah. it's a close game, game but to be honest. Um, I, if it's a yawner, it, I, I, the only thing I say about being a yawner, it won't happen until late, late, late. Well, this won't be a yawner in the middle of the third quarter like this. You better hope not. I don't know. Get, get, <laughs> maybe Kirby will be so eager to get here that if they're up by 20 in the fourth quarter, he'll just leave and well, just come over. Well, right? I think I made a – He may be on my flight back from uh, Phoenix. Uh, yeah, right. Curbs! Curbs! So think about this. Mark Rick What's was his hired. House again? What was his house? What was his fraternity house again? Uh, S-A-E. 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 What's that stand for? Sigma, Sigma Alpha, Alpha Epsilon. Epsilon. Weren't you Greek? No, God no. <laughs> uh, they would have. They so would have. Tony. Not a, yes, Tony. What, yes. Alpha Gamma Rho. Sigma I would have right here. Nothing but wedgies, and you can't. It's hard to wedgie someone in a token. Yeah, and, and the and Greek system gotten, in Illinois is not that big a deal. I wouldn't have. Oh hazed, no, it is I wouldn't a big have deal. You. It is a big deal. Okay, it is a big deal. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have hazed you. Yeah. Oh no, I'm not worried about hazing. It's yeah. I just. I was at the newspaper. I, yeah. I, I lived there. My I've seen some really awesome pictures. Of, of me in college? Yeah. Yeah, mostly yeah. with bongs, but we don't even say that out loud. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> well, now it's like legal everywhere, so I guess yeah, you exactly. can talk That's about fine. that. Yeah. Um, it was legal in Illinois in 1994. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was legal in your dorm. <laughs> Mom's dorm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so no, I think, uh, I just don't see Alabama. I think, Al- I think Alabama, ever since... That Mississippi game has been destroyed. Everybody they played. Yeah, I think I'll do it again. Yeah, I, I, I think I really do think Nick Saban owes a bouquet of cookies to Dan Walken for writing writing the uh, Alabama Dynasty is dead articles. He he's kind of quiet about that now. Dan Walken, really that, uh, he's very quiet. Wait, about is he that guy that you told me not to read? No, that's Clay uh, Travis. Clay okay. Travis. Oh, did, oh, by the way, yeah, can we do the so uh, you were yeah. here for this? Uh, we were at some holiday thing. Yeah. Holiday party. Holiday party and downtown. And, and Cutter's downtown Pub. and and Scott says, "Hey, so that guy that you and Tony were talking about that you guys hate, uh-huh. I'd never even heard of him. I've been listening to him. He's pretty funny." <laughs> and I about and like Scott, like I am not a Scott. I am, I am not a physical. Will changed person. his posture. I did. You were in the penalty box. Bowed up to me in the yeah. bar. Yeah. Penalty box. Okay. Yeah. You gotta sit a few places. Were you setting him up? No, no. You know what's funny though? I had literally on the first. If you listen back, and I don't know, there's probably like three people that li- actively listen back to our old podcasts. But if you listen back back when y'all were talking about this guy named Clay Travis. I'd never heard of the guy. Yes. I'd never read anything he'd written. I'd never followed him. So when y'all started talking about him, like, started investigating, I found myself chuckling 
at a couple of his articles. I don't know if you know this, but he's married to a former cheerleader. I did, I did, did find that out. Does he have a out. law degree? Have you heard yeah. this? If you, yeah. Also, also, what does he think about political correctness in today's oh society? God. <laughs> so yeah, don't 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 burn you, me at the stake. Yeah, if but, you were yeah. streaming this right now, you would see the sadness and for this, like this is just utter disappointment. This, it really is, but it's almost it, like like Dal was dad disappointed. But, yeah, uh, like, but here's not, the thing: this hurts us more than it I know. Hurts you. I know, but it's like <laughs> you can't. It's almost like when your kid does something and he has no context around it. Like I have no context around it uh, because I'd never heard of this guy, so you know I can't be held responsible. Well, we raised you better. Yeah, like if, a, if, a, if a kid doesn't know. That, you know, pooping but, your pants but, is bad. Misogyny. You can't really get mad But at it. here's the thing. It's almost like that old commercial where the, the dad confronts the kid and is like, where did you learn this? And the kid's like, I learned it from you. I learned it from you, dad. And yeah, that's kind of how dad, I feel but, now. Yeah, You're like, dad, where but, did you learn this? I'm like, I learned it from y'all. <laughs> yeah, but we told you not to smoke and we're not smoking. <laughs> I think that's the bad. That's actually right. Yeah, we are not smoking. Okay, so, so no more. Smoke. We are letting. We are saying if you smoke this, not only will it kill you, but it will destroy every brain cell you right. have at once. Right. right. And it'll make your face break out. Right. Yes. And, okay. Uh, well, I, I I promise I won't I won't listen. You listen to, to him all you want. This is America. No, 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 this no, is what no, America's I, about. Yeah, we are not. We're going to judge you for it though. Yeah. I I consume listen, all kinds of media. We're not part of the PC online police. The Clay Travises. Has finally understood, man. We're not part of that, man. We're not. We're not. You. you it's free country. You know, went to law school at Vanderbilt. I, I hope you that. knew that. I heard that. I heard that. I is, he, is he is he kind of like a one up Willie kind of guy? Like if you went to law school at Georgia, well, he went to law school at Vanderbilt or He's something. A, I I can't say this with any assuredness, but he sure seems like the guy that has broken out a ruler at a bar. Let's just leave it at that. I don't have any I've, comeback for that. I've, 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 uh, I, I will say I've been on television with Clay Travis before, and he did not bring out a ruler. But uh, um, but we were on live television, and, you know, I mean, uh, okay. Andy Roddick and uh, Gary Payton were just down the road, so I think down the, down the hall, so they probably have us both beat. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, one person we did talk about at the bar that night was this girl who hosts a show that I really like. Katie Nolan. Yes. Katie Nolan is great. Yes. Katie Nolan is awesome. She is fun she to is, watch. She is, She is. Uh, I think, quite clearly the uh, the diamond in the big pile of poo that that network has become. And I say this out of... <laughs> as a former... As a former... As a former... As a former... Member of that Paid employee thing. of that, of that... Not employee, but paid contributor. Can you do that? Can you can you safe, safely say that? Can I safely say that? Let me pile yeah. of poo? I don't think anyone. I don't America. think no, they're, no. Not, they're not listening. To Safe us. to say, we haven't mentioned any station by name. Listen, I there are a lot of very very smart people and very nice people that work on that program and work on their shows, and I love the uh, Jay and Dan are great. Colin Cowherd's great. Colin Cowherd is not great. And, <laughs> okay, uh, I do like him. But uh, uh, Jay and Dan are great. There are a lot of smart people that do writing and work for that show. I actually think Andy Rock is very good on that show. I think he's a very underrated commentator. But they have clearly made the Interesting decision. fact, Andy Roddick's brother played tennis at Georgia. I know. I, I, I know that because uh, he came when I was still contributing to Fox Sports 1. He came because the national tra- championship. Oh, we're talking about Fox? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> we're talking about Fox Sports 1. Sorry. Um, yes, uh, he came out here. And I saw, actually, we were still contributing for the time. So he came out and I uh, saw him there. And, you know, it's like... Listen, there are lots of very smart people, very good people that are doing, trying to do very good work there. And I actually even like some of the producers. And I have good relationships with a lot of them. But it is clear by, uh, I'll put it this way, forget what I think. There are many, many on-air and off-air uh, 
national personalities for Fox Sports, not Fox Sports 1, but like Mothership Fox, people do the baseball games, people do the NFL games, that are embarrassed with what has happened to Fox Sports 1. Now, uh, with, with the promotion, with the promotion of Clay, with the bringing of Colin Coward, with the bringing of Jason Whitlock, uh, there is a, uh, they are doing something that I think a lot of on-air talent at Fox are embarrassed to be associated with. That's mm-hmm. probably the best way to put it. That's what sells, because that's what sells over at the other place, too. Which is funny, because it's not moving the needle yet. But my argument for all, my argument that I was very excited about Fox Sports 1, even when I was, before I was contributing, and, and even after, because it's not like we had like a falling out. We just Right, I just quit just, getting a paycheck from them. Yeah, I mean, you moved on. Yeah, but I moved on, they moved on, there was no reason to fly me out to, like, there, there didn't make sense for either one of us to keep doing it. But I have no hard feelings, I enjoyed my time there, and everyone was very nice to me. Um, but I do think that, um, I don't think it matters whether you have good people or bad people on, all that matters is how much programming you have and right, right now right. Fox Sports 1 doesn't have very good programming yeah yeah oh Lovie Smith got fired imagine that they don't have very good programming right now so because of that the ratings are low Tampa Bay needs heaven yeah. Tampa call Houston Nut NFL would thank you <laughs> um, yeah, no more th- I'm done talking about well yeah, the only the only the last thing I will say about that is that other than that Clay is is making the world a worse place yeah He's, I mean, like, that, I don't think Clay is a stupid person. I don't even think he's a bad person. No, he's. I think he's a cynical. The, the person. sad part. The sad part is he's actually probably really intelligent. No, he is. I mean, he is but, an intelligent. But person. he just. But he is. He is basically sold out that intelligence for the dollar, and yeah. it's you know I for, for the quick hit, that yeah. away a little bit. But you know, and hey, I'm, I'm not above potty jokes, right? I mean, oh, quite oh, funny. I, 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 I started Deadspin, man. I, I got my. <laughs> oh, I got, I'm, I'm elbow deep so in potty jokes. We're, we're, yes. You're the problem. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm elbow deep in potty jokes. It is really that. sad because I was excited when Fox Sports went started because I thought it was going to raise. Me too. I thought it was really going to make what ESPN did smarter. And, and listen, they, and Katie Nolan is so good there, and then and she Jason, is. Jason Gay, he, had, he was on the as they, they were on the show together. That Regis show, they're both great. There's a lot of very talented people there. It's just that I think because the ratings were low for reasons that frankly had nothing to do with their content, they just don't right. want live television. Right. They felt like they needed to bring in the cowards oh, and the Whitlocks yeah. and the other they had to get loud. And listen, don't listen to me on this. Listen to the other people that work for Fox, both on and off. Yeah. Uh, they're they're unhappy about the direction. Well, you too, lost and the Whitlock. If they wanted to put on this show, this show on Fox, probably not now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you might have to. Edit I was this about part to send out. an email. <laughs> You have to yeah, edit this, this is probably the wrong time to ask. It's yeah. not. It's not. Uh, yeah, tell me. And I, and I, and I, in all seriousness, like, I, like. So, question. Lots of very. Edit it, Edit this out or not edit this out. That is entirely up to you. Oh, it's don't put very, that kind of pressure very, on me. It's very. Uh, it's very provocative. I think I like it. I don't leave it in. Leave it out. Okay. I think. Uh, I mean, I have no. I, as, long, as long as you leave in that, like, I had a wonderful time working for Fox. I won't cut anything out. Yeah, I've, I had a wonderful time working for Fox. Okay. One. I loved working with some of the some of the producers, and they like is amazing to me. The amount of work that goes in to make a live television show it just blows me away. Right. How much work it, it takes. It's just, just they don't turn cameras off. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. But I was on. I guess they didn't. But uh, it is amazing to me how much work it takes. I have such respect for the people that do that. I just think that philosophically, the station has gone in a direction that is um, corrosive to adult conversation. Yeah, which makes a perfect circle to say what we we're talking about earlier in your article about. People don't have conversations anymore. They just talk loudly at each they other. Just, the, the direction, uh, I, the, I think what I wrote in the Desmond piece last week was uh, um, conversation is no longer a uh, uh, 
destination, it's a direction. Direction, mm. that's right. And, um, and I think that it's kind of sad. Well, we've had a conversation tonight. We have. I haven't listened to so, anything anybody said. So, I've just been talking. So we're all three on board for Alabama. Uh, Alabama. We right. love Alabama. We're, we're all picking if Alabama. one thing you know from the Wings since last Saturday podcast that everyone should hear, we love Alabama. Yeah. Ooh, love. Wait, Love's a we, strong word. We, we, should, we think they're going to win. We think they're going to win. Yeah. The cut. operative word is yeah, win. We don't love. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we do not love. So we're going to do this again anytime soon? Uh, yeah, we need to give a We got my contract preview. hammered out. Y'all talk yeah. about yeah. Yeah. Sexton, yeah. so I appreciate yeah. it. When do we start season two? When does season two officially This start? is season two. This is season two. Shouldn't it be? Scott's decided. In the calendar year. It's, yeah, it makes a, sense. it's all yeah. like yeah, uh, it's 2016. It's after the bowl game. Yeah. 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 yeah, season two. We picked up on a full-year option. I might I might even um I might even title this completely different, like S2 Ep 1. Does that make sense? It does. You're really going to mess me up and, and post it to the blog, George Sports Blog, but whatever. <laughs> hey, we'll figure it out. So, so we'll, yeah, we'll, let's do another one. Uh, uh, I, I think I, I probably will not be able to do one before the Super Bowl because we'll I'll be leaving right after that. Whoa, that's a long time away. Well, it's like, what's signing day? When is signing? Yeah, like February the, 3rd? Day after Super Bowl? Okay, well, then we'll come back and we'll do one. So, we're going to take a hiatus? Well, we can do one over, I can do one over the phone. I yeah, guess. we can I just follow away. Let's All right, let's do, do a post game national championship game, like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, and that we should have public We'll have like at least two more, three more Georgia SEC games. Yeah, uh, and we'll be heading into the Baylor mid mid season uh, out of conference game against Baylor. The, yeah, that's right. Is this like when Georgia plays Alabama in baseball out of conference? Uh, sure, but we're actually playing out of conference <laughs> team. <laughs> I never did get that. Yeah, well, when they play at Gwinnett at the Braves, yeah, Gwinnett yeah. Braves Stadium. It's I think not a I think they are playing Georgia Tech at Turner Field again this year. Yeah, they do yeah, every year. Yeah. They do every year. Yeah. Actually, they usually play three games. They play yeah. one of Russ Chandler, one of them, and, and one of those three usually gets rained out. Yes, just a, it's just what that's happens. That's true. It's yeah. in March. And one of those games we usually get destroyed, and then one of those games we might win. Yeah, yeah. So, but hopefully the baseball team will be good. We'll talk baseball later in the spring if it's I, worth talking I, about. I love that. I love talking about. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good show. Okay. Good show. Well, Go. thanks for joining us, and we'll be back uh, sometime next week. Yeah. For a quick show. Quick yeah, show. Post game. Post game. Go dogs. Go dogs. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week as we give a post-game show for the Alabama-Clemson National Championship game. In case you were wondering about the app that we were using to live stream, it's called MeV. It launched this week. And I will put a link to our stream so you can see our faces on the show notes page of this episode. If you listen to us on iTunes, we would love it if you would give us a rating, review, and subscribe to our feed. It's kind of like currency for podcasters. So even though we're a week into it, Happy 2016, Happy New Year, and we'll see you on campus.